What's up, everyone? You're listening to At The Bridge Pod, episode nine. Today, we're going to be reviewing the pre-season fixtures against Reading and Red Bull Salzburg. And our main topic, we're going to be catching up with Carlo, Conte and Sarri and analysing their teams ahead of the new Serie A season. I'm your host, Mikey, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Let's get this pod on the road. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod with me, Mikey, and my co-host, Chris. Hello, Michael. We are less than one week away from the start of the new Premier League season. I can't believe it. I can't one believe week. it. Wow. wow. Yeah. So excited. It, 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 to be fair, it is one of them where it's because it's so fresh and you don't know what's going to happen with Chelsea. You're just like, anything could happen this season. So it's 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 exciting. No, it really is, to be honest. I mean, the anticipation is actually like killing me, to be fair. It, it, I, I, I don't know how we're going to do. We could lose 4-0 to Man United. You know, we could. We could, who knows? we could win 4-0. It's incredible. It's so exciting. Can't wait. So, as you listeners may have heard, we are moving the podcast from a Monday show to a Saturday. So, we will be recording on a Friday evening and be on all platforms where we get when you where you get your podcast on the Saturday morning. So, yeah. So, you, we're not backtracking ourselves. We're sort no. of previewing, reviewing the previous game. It makes sense. It's easier for everyone that way, I think. Yeah, so. exactly. Makes sense. We do have some news. And... Mm. I'm going to combine it together because it's they're kind of similar. Uh, Claude Makélélé and Carlo Cudicini have new roles at the club, bringing the band back together. It's almost like the Avengers assemble at Chelsea. <laughs> you've got. You've he always got, seems to try and get a superheroes. Just wedging a reference, wedge it, wedge it in. Claude Makélélé, he's now back as a technical mentor. Mm. He's going to be based at Cobham. Yeah, working closely with individual academy players, tracking technical performances in both yep. training and matches. Basically monitoring their professional development. He's going to be also working with the Chelsea players that are currently out on loan. We don't know how yeah. many that will be by the end of the window. Not and then it has been. Yeah. He'll also be visiting them at their clubs and providing regular match feedback to our board and going from there, which is quite fair enough. Yeah. No, Always good. good. He's a legend. Good legend at our club. Great to have him back in the board. Great to have him within the system. Pet check as well. It's it's good. Carlo Cudicini as well. He's been appointed our Chelsea loan player technical coach. This mm. is following Eddie Newton's move to Frank Lampard's backroom staff. He'll help in the development of like the next generation of the talented Chelsea players that come through our academy. How are we feeling about this Avengers assemble of ex-players? I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It shows stability for the club, which is something we've not really had, um, especially in the past 15 years anyway. Um, That's true. Two very good heads um, have been appointed. Very good jobs to have. It's just, we've got links to loan players now. And it's just, it's a lot more communication. Everything is so much easier when there's more communication. And that, that's what it seems now. Well, hopefully we'll actually know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, always exactly. a nice thing. I mean, I think of the Ajax model and the Bayern Munich model, mm. both incredibly successful clubs. They may not loan out their players like we do, but the point being, that is our model. That's how we've made a lot of profit in recent seasons. But, well, this is the thing. It just seems to be a bit of a grey area with loan players and, and the club. I think loan players sometimes don't even know what's going on with them. It but is now, a shame. Now there's a link and it just seems as if the club's going in the right direction. But well, it wasn't before, but it just that area needed to be improved. And I think it's starting to get improved. It, it's, a, it, it's almost like when we've sent one player in particular, I think of is Marco Van Ginkel. We yeah. signed him six years ago. He's still on our books. Highly promising player when we signed him at around the age of 19 and 20. Yeah. We sent him on loan to Milan, Stoke and PSV. He's done really good at PSV in the two seasons he's been there, but obviously injuries have ripped him to pieces. Yeah. But the thing is, 
did our club really pay much attention to what was going on? Because some players get farmed out and farmed out so often and sold. Exactly. And you think, exactly. okay, it makes us money. I understand the concept. However, it kind of also becomes pointless. Why, you know what I mean? why would you join a club so young at that age, at 18, 17, when you know you're just going to be probably farmed out every season and then sold at a profit. It, it kind of makes you think, I'm joining Chelsea, but I'm not. I'm kind of going for a system of multiple clubs and then I'm going to be sold. It's it's a shame. Well, here's the thing. And, you know, this is what football is these days, but it's a business at the end of the yeah, day. That is true. It's a business. Now, I'm not saying Chelsea do this. Well, they do. It's obvious they do, but other clubs do it as well. They buy players and they sell them. They have no intentions, I believe, of playing them at the club. They'd buy them as an investment and then look to sell them on. That's obviously some players are bought as, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, it's like, so we're not the only club to do it. No, no, of course. No, of course there's... Man City do it. You know, PSV do it. Ajax do it. PSG, Juventus, Manchester United. Juventus was very... I can't world. remember what they had, but it was one recent season. I think it was like 30 players out, 30, 40 players out on loan. Mm, it, was like exactly. a, it was an insane amount. Hopefully this will just sort of, with Makaleli and Quidicini, I'm glad Quidicini's staying. Yeah, I'm it. Just I'm because it. I like him as a, as a cult hero as he was, as our goalkeeper for the checks, you know, his arrival. But the fact that we've kept him, because he's been working with the squad for a fair few years. I think it yeah. was under Conte and then he stayed under Sarri. So yeah. it, to have that keep going, it's all about, as you said, consistency and having the, the fact that we've got that, guy who's a good coach clearly because he's yeah, stayed yeah. through two managers to keep it consistent where he's staying on board obviously okay Lampard's got his backroom staff fair enough but he's got a role in the club it shows hey you're an icon you're a legend at the club but we also respect there's more to you with your knowledge and experience we want to use that it can only be a positive I see it yeah of course it is I mean he's a good professional Cuccini, uh, as is Makalili as well um, and they're just good people to have around the club yeah exactly that they will only help the club move forward and that's what you want exactly so we've had pre-season it's coming to it's coming to its closing at the moment we've got mm. one more game which is as of recording it will be tomorrow but as you're listening today Mönchengladbach in the week we had games against Reading and Red Bull Salzburg and mm. we won both that's a good start yeah. that's a good start yeah that is so with Reading 3-4 in the end which quite a, quite a nice little Good game. It was a, I watched it. It was a very enjoyable game, if I'm honest. It was a crazy game, but it was it was enjoyable. First half, you had... Well, the first half, Ross Barkley, again, he was incredible. I mean, him and Mason Mount have had an incredible pre-season. I actually, uh, actually wrote this in my notes about Ross Barkley. I mean, he's had a superb pre-season. I mean, that free kick against Reading was absolutely yeah, that superb. that was ridiculously And the goal against Barcelona was, uh, was brilliant. And obviously, he had a good game against Salzburg as well. True. But for Barkley, this is such a big season for him because he's got the perfect mentor in Frank Lampard. He's going oh, for 100%. a better coach. Like, this could be the real breakout season for us, Barkley. You like to hope so. I mean, mm. his performance to against Salzburg was, in my opinion, one of his, it's probably his best game in a Chelsea shirt. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because it is pre-season. But... It is, Exactly. But that free kick, like you said, just beautiful. Just a mm. beautiful piece of technical ability, which What's he's always thing? shown that he's yeah. got it there. It's just consistency is his problem. You took the words right in my mouth. He, no one's ever doubted that he's got the technical ability to become a top player. 
But like I said last week, it's just, just sometimes his footballing brain lets him down and he, he just wants someone to mentor him. I think Frank Lampard is the perfect person for that. Exactly. Kennedy, he scored a lovely goal. He tried a shot from quite a long way out. He scored, mm. as you, you know, it's good to see. I mean, he's been yeah, quite yeah. a promising player. I mean, yeah, he was out of position a few times throughout that first half. But the switch from the left-hand side to the right-hand side, which a lot of fans have been asking for, he was so dangerous on that right flank. So dangerous. Again. And that's what you want. But there's a lot of competition on that side. It's, it's the thing with Kennedy. He's a dangerous player, but he's so inconsistent. And he is, that is true. I mean, Newcastle, I mean, myself being an FPL, addict Kennedy was a player you wanted in your team because mm. he for a few weeks he was banging him in for Newcastle I mean he was a must-have differential and then he went quiet when you brought him in pretty much that's how it felt like and you thought oh is he going to get back he might be good this week he might and he never really did he well, never showed it again this is the thing consistency is so key especially for a big club I mean people moan about um, Pedro and William but Consist- they have been consistent some would say consistently shit but- Pedro, Pedro especially I believe especially when, especially when he first came to the club very consistent. Always gave you six, seven out of ten. He, yeah, he, yeah. You will get that. It's, Whereas yeah. Kennedy will either give you an eight or he'll give you a two. Agreed, one hundred percent. That is the, the frustrating factor about him. He's obviously got the talent. Like I said, he, you know, he's very quick, very quick. Got good skill, but that end product sometimes lets him down. On another, on the on that right side, Pulisic was again. He needed maybe in that first half. He needed more of the ball. You know, it's quite unusual because obviously as fans with Hazard, because not saying he's replacing him, but that's just, yeah, whatever. He he used to keep the ball, did his magic, did his thing and create some out of nothing. I don't think that's going to be maybe Pulisic's thing going forward, no. but give him more of the ball and he can certainly use the pace that he's got. Yeah. I, th- I feel he's very much uh, similar to Hudson Adore with the pace and the, I feel he's like a proper out and out winger, whereas Hazard is more of a, inside forward sort of player yeah um, but he has got raw pace and he's very very quick he's a lot he's glimpses. quicker than I thought he was actually yeah there are, there are glimpses that make me realise that he is potentially like Eden Hazard in the way he plays but we'll have to wait and see I suppose well, exactly I mean Hazard became the player he was today because mm. he didn't arrive at Chelsea that way he mm. grew into the ability that he well the potential he had I yeah. mean unfortunately some a negative from the game Bakayoko and Drinkwater they were poor they were poor mm. again. There's been talk this week that drink water is staying purely because we can't get any suitors for him. It's not a surprise of his wage, if I'm honest. No, no. You know, they kind of both of them look more championship level than Premier League level, I, which is that, it's I not think, great. I mean, it's not an excuse, but obviously drink water hasn't paid for about 18 months before this pre-season. Which, was it £60 million worth of talent there? Maybe a bit more? Was it Bakayoko was 40, wasn't he? Yeah. So £75 million. Yeah, it's That's, a lot of money. It's, it's insane. A lot of money. Um, but Bakayoko, I mean, he played a lot for AC Milan last season, so I just don't think he's cut out. For I, I think that, I think it might be. I mean, he might stay as a squad player, but yikes. That I've just weren't great performance. I've never seen someone so sloppy with the ball before, to be honest. It, it's a shame because that's not what he was at Monaco. No, he was a beast at Monaco. I mean, he was a real monster in that midfield, but Chelsea fans just haven't seen it. They've seen this clumsy, heavy-footed, yeah. can't pass player and it's just it's a shame it really I, is such a shame it is I feel like now it would be if you see him on the team sheet it's going to be moans and groans instead of he might be alright today it's no just get rid of him drink water but, get rid of him exactly exactly I mean people moaned at Jorginho last year but 
I'd r- much rather have Jorginho inside than Bakayoko any day of the week. Oh, of course. One, we will end the first half of that game on a positive. Christensen and Tamori were solid. They were, mm. and it was it, to be fair, it got to give him credit. Tamori was brilliant compared to the game he had against Barcelona. Poor game in Barcelona uh, against Barcelona, but playing with Reading, okay, different level, but still, yeah, of course, it was. He was a. He looked. He ha- he already looks the potential that he could be a future certain centre back for the next so many seasons. Obviously, not going to be this season because obviously age and everything and okay maybe age isn't the right word but we've got people ahead of him that deserve to play no of course I mean so, he's a talented player that's that's obvious to see um, I do feel alone is probably the best option for him at this exactly. point in the time so I feel Christensen's ahead of him and Zuma so oh exactly obviously you've got really good and David Luiz as well so there's there's not really that much room for him at the moment but I mean, there's talks about Everton going for him potentially. I don't think. I know. I saw that. That's an interesting, interesting. I, I mean, Premier League move would be great. Can't argue yeah. that. Good experience. But you want him to play, don't you? You do want him to play. And yeah. I feel Everton won't play him week in, week out. Whereas if he goes for a lower, uh, lower down the league or potentially to the championship, he'll probably play every week. Mm, there is that risk. Going into the second half, Mason Mount, two goals. He was great. His movement yeah. on the ball was even better. His movement off the ball even, was even better. I, yeah, I, I love I the guy. I think he's great. I think this could be a huge breakout season. I think him and Barkley this season could be a real breakout season. Really, so. really excited for that duo. If mm. they play, I, I don't see why they wouldn't play on the same field at the same time, especially with injuries to like Loftus-Cheek. I mean, Makes it sense. depends what formation Lampard wants to play. If he plays 4-2-3-1, I, I don't see them both playing. But it, mm, There's a risk of that, of course. Mm. It all depends on Lampard and what, what he's feeling on the day, I suppose. But if he goes to the four two three one, which I think he will, I don't see them both playing at the same time. Yeah, um, Pedro, he might be mm. thirty two, but he didn't play like it. He was he was like a young twenty year old again. I mean, his movement and vision were good. He still has his pace. When he can turn it on, yeah. he can turn it on. There was no like FIFA style drop off of the pace when you hit the age of thirty. Yeah, yeah, which was great to see. I mean, he is to me underrated because he just. I mean, look at what he did at Barcelona. And he's yeah. taken that professionalism still at Chelsea. I like the guy. I think another, he might not play every week when Hudson Adoy is back from injury and everything, but I absolutely love the guy. No, I totally agree. And I totally agree with the underappreciated um, comment. I just feel that he gives his all week in, week out. And yeah, fair enough. Might not always play to the best of his abilities, but he gives it his all. And you know what? He comes up with some flashes of brilliance at times. And he is a superb player. True. Kovacic, again, looked sharp. His improvement in like the attacking phase of his play, again, incredible. Mm. I personally him. think that Kovacic, up there with Barkley, has probably been the two best players in pre-season. Yeah, I could not disagree with that. Mm. Our high-line pressing was really good again. Yeah, yeah, it was. We yeah. keep saying it, but again, new tweak to our style. I really like it. Unfortunately, mm. though, we lost the ball too easily at times, I found, throughout that second half. Yeah, that, that we need to improve on. Exactly, it just it needs to change. It does. I agree with that. So we'll go on to our three-five game against Red Bull Salzburg. We've we've high-scoring games, which suggests mm-hmm. that our attack is good and our defence is very poor. Well, it's just sloppy goals each game. Yeah, slightly uh, worrying. A lot of them are conceded via set pieces. Yeah, I mean something needs to change. I mean, I don't know if it's because it's pre-season. There's just a lack of effort maybe or concentration but corners oh corners are not good 
No, no. Ball comes in and we switch off and there's a goal and you think, oh. What's the thing last year? We seemed all right defending corners, which is strange, really. I mean, I don't know if we're marking up differently to what we did last year, but mm, I don't know. I mean, the but that was the only negative from the game. Yeah. You know, Jorginho and Kovacic, again, works really well. 40 yeah. million looks great, in my opinion, for Kovacic. You know, totally he reads the game well. I I could see him starting this season in you the know first what? team. He's really good with the ball at his feet as well. He can really drive through midfield, which is something that Jorginho can't. Yeah, um, that is true. Jorginho is that, obviously, that Regista role. Yeah. He's not a, a fire going not forward. Not ball, is he, Jorginho? Let's face it. No. Sticking on midfield, Ross Barkley, incredible again. His assist for the Pulisic second goal was outstanding. It's a proper Frank Lampard ball, that isn't oh, it? Beautifully weighted, absolutely incredible. I mean, his assist for the Pedro backheel, which again, that is such an insane goal, it's, was just as good. I mean, that that goal, I mean, it's just a ridiculous goal. It's a lovely goal. I mean, Chelsea and preseason quality goals go hand in hand. Mm, totally Drog, Drogba against Milan, the Ben Ayun backheel goal. I mean, they're all beautiful goals. I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's you, just, just, you just have to look at it and watch it and enjoy it. For a skill that's so difficult, going away from goal, to back heel it, to volley it, pass the keeper, he's made it look so easy. And it's oh, just, yeah. it really is such a ridiculous goal to score. It really is. Mm. A small addition. Emerson was brilliant. I think he's got to be first choice ahead of the new season. He is a left back, whilst Alonso is the left wing back. And, you know... It's uh, Emerson for me every day. I feel Emerson suits Lampard's style of play to what Alonso does, which suggests that Emerson will get the nod ahead of Alonso. I like to hope so. Yeah. And the one, another standout candidate from that game, Christian Pulisic, which is so great to say when we've spent so much money on, on the guy. It's nice to actually be positive about a big £50 million plus player. He should be viewed as the summer acquisition. Acquisition. Yeah, totally. You know, we didn't have him in January. Yes, we signed him, transfer ban, blah, blah, blah. But he is our summer signing. And he's a bloody yeah. good signing at that. You know, both goals shows he has not only the pace, but the shooting accuracy. I mean, he said that ball to Bar- uh, from Barkley was superb, and it was. But the touch is equally as important because he's running sort of away from goal and he, he's just brought it down. And then his second touch as well set himself to hit the ball. And, you know, it was a great finish as well. So, you know, it's a beautiful part. His pace is insane. It's absolutely mm. insane. I, mm. I, people are saying, oh, if he wanted to, if Dortmund are getting rid of him, he can't be that good. You know, they've got Sancho. Yeah, they've got Sancho. Both of them are top players and could easily grow yeah. into world-class players. You're not going to be able to, if you can't, you can't play both of them because their positions are very similar. It makes sense to, no, make, to cash in on the one. It makes complete sense. The thing is, you look how Sancho and Pulisic both play. They're very, very, very similar. Both very quick. Both very skillful. Both got an eye for goal as well. I mean, you can't really both feel them on the same team, can you? No, exactly. And they're not going to so. sit on the bench. No, exactly. You know, exactly. both of them want to play. Mm. I, I, I just, I'm so excited to see what Pulisic brings to our team this season in mm. the actual campaign. Do you think he'll start against Man United? 100%. He has to. Yeah, mm, it, I agree. Good. Well, William hasn't played much, has he? So he, Pulisic has got to start. It'll be good to see him with Hudson Odoi when we've got that system as well. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, the pace on both wings when once Hudson Odoi comes back will be frightening. You know, obviously as well, Pulisic hasn't. He's not had a break, so to speak. So he's going to be one of our most alert and fresh players for the season. 
because of the fact that he played in the cup, the Concacaf Cup. Concacaf, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, he, he looked sharp on uh, against Salzburg. So hopefully, he can take that form into uh, the game against Man. I'm really hopeful. I'm really, I'm just looking forward to this season with the preseason we've yeah. had. Obviously, yeah. the Mönchengladbach game later on tomorrow. Well, the thing is, with the new manager, with obviously Frank coming in. I mean, he got Kante potentially going back to his, his role before Sarri came in. Kovacic potentially in a new role. Pulisic, you've got Tammy Abraham, who could be on one striker potentially. So even though our team hasn't changed that much, we almost have kindly got a new team. We have such a stacked midfield. Mm. Um, oh, I yeah, mean, so wow, midfield options. It, wow. We've got one of the best midfield squad depths equal to that of City, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, our midfield is absolutely unbelievable. It, it's got to be, really you could argue good. it's got to be the second best in the league. Maybe third behind Liverpool if you want to be particular because of where they charted, but it's pretty decent midfield. No, I can't argue there. You know, I can't argue. So it's, it, you know, the one thing I don't understand is why we went to Austria, flew back to London, and now we're flying back to out there to Germany when we had, yeah. <laughs> say, fuel. What? Yeah, it's a strange one. I don't I understand why we didn't, it, that, the geographical sense on that makes no logic that mm. you know it doesn't make sense does it really when you put it like that but yeah Munch and Gladbach they've they've had a few exports this season with losing their Hazard to Dortmund see what they can bring I don't think is we have played uh, is this the Andreas Christensen derby it could it could be I think it is big game is this, big it game. could be oh yeah oh yeah he will be of course he went on of course, of course. Yeah, he was there. I, I keep forgetting that. He had those good seasons in Bundesliga. Yeah, massive and game then, now. Massive. Yeah, huge. Big derby, big derby. Talking of yeah. previous stuff, we're going to go on to our little little daytime main topic. Go we're going to be uh, we're going to be catching up with Carlo Conte and Sarri. That's what we're doing. So, we've got, I don't think this ever happened for other clubs, but three of our exes are in the same league this season. <laughs> Yes, yes we've are. got Carlos Napoli, Conte's Inter, and Sarri Juventus. So this week yes. we've got one week left till obviously the new season starts. So we thought we would just you know one more fun topic before we start getting heavily into reviewing games. Carlo Conte and Sarri. Let's let's just have a nice little chat about their teams and how they've been doing over the preseason. Let's have a nice chat about our exes, shall we? We will not be slamming on Sarri. We're not going to do that. We have to respect what he did and just pretend that there's no, not, not too much despair and hate toward him. You know, he did all right no, for us. So, course. pretty all right to talk about all these in one go because they're all in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So, there's no, oh, one's in Europa, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'll start with Carlos Napoli. Yeah. Now, pre-season, at the time recording, they've only, their notable win, beating Liverpool quite comfortably 3-0. Yeah. A lot was made of that fixture as well. Well, yeah. You know, they were saying that, well, Liverpool just really poor. Who knows? You know, they've not got a full-strength team, or they did at the time, without Salah and Mane. But this Napoli side looks quite good against Liverpool, winning 3-0. Yeah, they did. They did, to be fair. I watched the highlights. They looked very sharp. Hopefully, I'd like to see their side. I mean, everyone loves Naples. Everyone loves that Napoli yeah. side. It's got so much nostalgia. The likes of Maradona when he was there. Everyone, and they've never quite made it. They've never quite got that title. No. They, they nearly did it under Sarri, but they just dropped off at the end of the season, unfortunately. Yeah. They've made some incredible, some notable signings I've picked out. Now, I'll go with the two less so exciting ones. 
Merritt, the goalkeeper who they brought in from Udinese, and Di Lorenzo from Empoli. Both good players. Yeah. But the key one for yeah. me is Manolas. I know who you're going to say. Yeah. The Greek god in Rome. Yes. Oh, wow. That is a top sign. That is some partnership. Manolas and Koulibaly. That could be the best centre-back pairing in the Serie A this season. Could be. I mean, I mean, you don't know how they'll gel, to be fair. I mean, That is true. Know. On paper, that is an incredible... If you, on, on paper, football manager style, that is the best partnership you could probably think of. Arguably, delict as well. But if you think about it, Lampard and Gerald could never play together. That is true. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it could be different it, it, with Manonis and uh, Koulibaly, but... You know, who knows really? But it, on paper, he looks an awesome, awesome defensive pairing. Yeah, I mean, they're opening fixtures for the start of the season. I've done this for all three teams. Pick that first three, just makes it a little easier. They've got Fiorentina away, Juventus away, Sampdoria at home. That for me is a difficult trio of fixtures. Yeah, all, it, all it were very tough. good last. Fiorentina not so much last season. They were a bit strange. They didn't really. They got to the semis of the Coppa Italia but didn't do a lot in the league, unfortunately. I feel with Italian sides, you just, it's a bit like the championship in the sense that you never really know what you're going to get with them. Mm. So it's, I feel it's hard to predict. Fiorentina's a tough team, just whenever you're playing, really. I feel they're just one of those teams that you just, you never really Well, they've got Chiesa at the moment. Unless he does, Federico goes to the, well, Juventus was the rumour. If they can keep hold of him, I reckon I'd like to hope so to be because you don't want everyone yeah. at Juventus. It gets no, which is the way so boring. Really. Yeah, exactly. You know? But Fiorentina last season, they were they finished sixteenth. They didn't. I mean, their last five results were a draw and then four defeats in a row. That ain't great. Yeah, they nearly got relegated. I mean, wow! If it when the likes of the team that went down were Empoli, they won three of the last five. You know, wow. it was like it weren't weren't great. But no. we'd have to see on that. I mean, what would you see as a successful season for Carlo and Napoli? Well, I mean, they've got a good squad. They've got a good squad. But what I've wrote here is their depth lets them down a, a bit, I feel, compared to the other two teams anyway. Yeah, I that's think, a fair. I think top four, definitely. Um, well, they've consistently finished second. second. I think, I think second will, will be as far as I get. I don't I mean, they do have... They've got Fabian Ruiz, who I quite like. Yeah. I mean, he could... I've got Alan. Yeah, Alan. I don't know. I think Alan's left. I think Alan has left. I think he has left. I think he went to... Was it China? Has he? Yes. Wow, that's a big move. Oh, I'm just going to pull that up. Alan, he now plays... He still plays for Napoli. Okay, ignore me. I thought he'd yes. left. I got it right. Yes. I thought. I generally thought he'd left. But no. Maybe it was like there was... But it, even so... They've got Mertens, they've still got Insigne. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're obviously getting on a bit now. So, you know, are they as good as they were in the prime? Maybe not. But they're still a good team. I mean, they'll be there or thereabouts from the end of the season. Oh, you you definitely say so. I mean, I've wrote some tactical notes about all three teams just because I'm a bit of a nerd Go for like it. That. Um, so, obviously, Ancelotti's going to play 4-4-2 um, with them this season. It's a bit more defensive than what Sarri did with them. Obviously, Sarri played 4-3-3 most of the time. Um, and obviously, Ancelotti is a bit more organised. Sorry, you know, similar part like Sorry, we're ripped apart by Man City, but that True. way. Um, so you know, especially Manolas now into the mix, teams will find it hard to break him down. Yeah, but I think that'll be a rock solid core. 
yeah, solid midfield as well. And obviously, you've got the attackers. You've got Milik, Mertens, and Signe. These players on the counter attack who are very dangerous. So you know, they're going to be a tough team to beat. We'll have to say. I mean, I'm looking. I'll be. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, we'll, I'm looking forward more to Inter Milan. Mm. It doesn't seem to be going right already. I mean, there's been it's Antonio Conte. He's already started to sort. It feels like that second Chelsea season again. He's, he's moaning about stuff, which he has in every right to do so. I mean, he's very highly strong, isn't he, uh, Conte? I mean, their pre-season, it's been defeat to United 1-0, defeat to Juve and PSG on penalties. They've mm. won one game against Lugano 1-0. Okay. I think it was 1-0 anyway. But yeah. the point being, ugh, it's not been the best of starts. It's not been the no. best. Of, I mean, the notable signing straight away was Barella from Go. Cagliari. Yeah, yeah. He's great. I've watched... I've watched a little bit of him and I've watched, obviously, his highlight reel. Love the look of him. And I'm Diego... I was hoping we signed him, to be honest, for Chelsea last season. You know, he was linked with him, Paredes. He had a shocker at PSG. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Oof. I heard that. That's been an absolute failure, that signing has for them. Mm. I think Borelli will be different. Borelli's a very... Uh, yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, to step up, because obviously, I think, was it... Was it was, no, it's Tonelli who's in the... Uh, Cagliari are still in the yeah. uh, Serie A, aren't they? Yeah. But, yeah. They've also brought in Diego Godin. Yeah. Yikes. He, yeah. He, he's, he's, as of today, he's been, he looks like he's going to miss the opening few fixtures because he's injured. He's pulled a muscle in his, I think it's his hip or his leg. Mm. So okay. that's a bit, of, but it's not like they're, they're not stocked at centre-back. They have got the fridge or the verge, however you say it. I think it's And obviously Scrimiar. Yeah. Pretty decent. I mean, they obviously let Miranda leave because they were getting Godin in. Mm. His injury sort of, it's a, it does, you know, they're a bit weaker there, I suppose, but they could, they should be all right. I mean, it's a shame really because obviously I feel, I've read this down in my notes as well, that Conte will play three centre-backs like he did at Chelsea. So Godin, yeah. Skriniar and uh, De Vrij, that would be a solid back three, really. Well, it looks like they're not going to get Lukaku. No, he looks like he's going to Juventus, if any team. Well, it, what what boggles my mind is the fact that they've let Acardi just sort of rot in that he's, he was the captain. He had it taken away for we all know why. Mm. But the fact is, if you're not going to play him, you've got a player who's on a good amount of money. And same with Nyngolan. Mm. You've got two top players there. You just sort of leave and just like, oh, we're not using them. I think he may have to reintegrate them into the squad. Well, they're both top players, to be fair. But obviously, you don't know what Icardi is like. He's had attitude problems in the past. I saw fans saying, oh, you know, with him available this summer, if we hadn't got a ban, we should have gone all out for him. You, uh, his attitude is... It's like, oh... You don't it, want a toxic uh, player in the dressing room. No. How good he is. I mean, look at Pogba at United. On his day, he can be a superb player, but... Yeah, you know, I c- yeah it's so... It, it is it is that I mean I like Akadi. he's a top player but there's a reason that they're not too bothered I mean they were mm. literally last season they just took the captain's armband and went no you're sorted you're you're done and he wants to stay but he might not get the choice mm. but who takes him that's the unless they well, do a swap deal think. with Juventus for Dybala that was talked about briefly but uh. I, don't, I don't see that happening to be honest well, I, I think it's unlikely. Yeah, but who but knows? I, I think, who knows? I think Conte's got Conte's team 
Conte's Inter has got the most excitement around it, but it also has everything for it to go absolutely catastrophically wrong. Well, I think I think Conte's Inter will have the most will be the most changed out of the three teams this season. Um, yeah, especially if he plays the wing back system. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one person we didn't mention going back to Cardi, one person we didn't mention is Latoro Martinez. He's a good player. He looks quite a nice player. I mean, he's obviously a young. He could have a big season under Conte this season. He really, really could. I mean, he was all right last season. So it'd be nice to see him sort of grow up, grow grow into the squad and be more of a a first team player. Mm. I mean, you talk about Icardi not playing. I mean, Martinez could, you know. He could step, yeah, he could probably step up and do that. I mean, it's their own playing fixtures. They've got Lecce at home, Cagliari away, and Udinese at home. Those are quite nice fixtures. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather them than Napoli's three. Yeah, Napoli's three. I mean, Fiorentina. You know, they obviously start the season with Napoli, but their fixtures in general for the start of the Serie A season are quite scary. I mean, they've got Napoli, Genoa, Juventus, Atalanta, Sampdoria, AC Milan. I mean, damn. That yeah. is. I mean, yeah. that, Atalanta were third in the league last season. Juventus, champions. Genoa, bottom. They were bottom. Well, fourth from mm. bottom. But that's, that is a tough start for them. Yeah, very tough. Very, very tough. What would be success then for Inter? I feel it's got to be Champions League. They've got to get... And at least do something in the Champions League again. So I feel... I do think Conte will do a good job. I mean, don't forget, when Conte first came to Chelsea, everything was up in the air like it is with Inter at the moment. And he managed to turn it around. So, you know, he has got this sort of golden arm of of changing things and, and winning things with teams that people rise off, really. So I think, personally... They're going to get top four. I, I feel they have to. Oh, they, they for it to, to be a successful season. But I do. I do feel they will get top four. I do feel they will get top four. I mean, obviously, they went out last season in the Spurs group with they had Barcelona in. Mm. I mean, they they only just got knocked out. Obviously, they had the same. I mean, they really shouldn't have got knocked out. They they literally yeah. shot themselves in the foot. They needed. They just. I don't know. Maybe it was they just didn't have the confidence or what. But they just didn't. It just didn't work out for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just one of them. You know, you've got to think this season under a new manager, they have got to improve that. That's got to be top four, mm. and I'd say you've got to get to the, you've got to get out your group. You have oh, yeah, to get out that group, definitely. You know, moving on. I mean, it all depends on what group they get. But, exactly, that doesn't. You know, or, you know, when you've got Barcelona and Spurs in your group, that is a tough group, and PSV as well. Tough group. Yeah, exactly. You know, Juventus. Juventus, I mean, their pre-season, they beat Inter Milan on penalties and they've lost to Spurs due to Harry Kane's wonder goal. Yeah. They've made some incredible notable signings. I mean, they've got Matthias De Ligt. They've got Aaron yeah. Ramsey. They've brought back Buffon as a backup keeper. Rabiot. Rabiot, yeah. I, I'm always a bit wary of Rabiot. I like him, but you gotta you got to question his attitude as well. You've got to be careful with that. Again, is he another Lukaku? Yeah, exactly. They might have Lukaku at the time of recording. They don't. There is a, a lot of talk that they, it could go through with Dybala going the other way. But bringing that in, they could also lose Cancelo, Dybala and Moisey Keane. I, I'm shocked they're letting Keane go. But if he wants to play first team football, he's going to want to go. He could. And if, if he goes to Everton, which it looks like he is, they'll give him first team I, I think he could be a really I think they could regret letting him go especially without a buyback clause yeah. and I can't blame exactly. Everton saying no we're not going to insert one yeah I don't blame him at all you know, either I, I, Dybala I know he hasn't 
maybe it's because he's obviously he's 25, 26 now. I still rate him. I think he's a great player. Yeah. Cancelo, yeah, they probably could afford to let him go. But, you know, it's also the fact that they've got them, them signings are good on paper. Yeah. But with a new style of play with Sarri, we know how Sarri is. Mm. Exactly. You know, Juventus are being talked, they're buying for now. It's yeah, a bit exactly. like in the NFL where, for example, the LA Rams, they were getting bringing in players, free agents, draft picks, etc. They were building a team to win the Super Bowl today, so to speak. Yeah. It, for them, they got to the Super Bowl last, this last season, but they didn't win it. But with Juventus, they want to get that Champions League final and win it. Hence well, Ronaldo for 100 odd million. Well, this is the thing. This is actually what I wrote in my notes. The first thing I put was they have Ronaldo. That is the key to Juventus, and it, it will be until Ronaldo leaves. Oh, yeah. They've got Ronaldo. Ronaldo, he's Where 35 manager, this season. This is when the season draws to a close. He'll still be the top goal scorer in Serie A and probably the Champions League. He's just a machine. He's ridiculous. Um, they're opening fixtures. I mean, they've got Palmer away, Napoli at home, and Fiorentina away. That That's some juicy fixtures already. Um, yeah, not easy. No, I, like, not easy. I like Palmer. I think everyone has some kind of nostalgic vibe with Palmer. For yeah, obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were a good team last year. I mean, they made Javino look great. I mean, he I mean, I remember yeah. how he played last year. It was just just wow. I mean, he's he had one goal where he went from the halfway line, popped in. It was just a beautiful goal. Mm. I don't think they're gonna be any pushover, especially at home. You know? Yeah. Well like like I said to you, it just seems in the Italian league, any team could beat everyone. Like I mean, it's not a championship. Anyone can beat anyone. And you just don't, you can't really predict it. Exactly. I mean, what's success for Juventus? This season? I mean, success for them, a league title. It's almost like Celtic. It's expected. Well, I mean, they're going to win the that's league. Not, there's no doubt about if, that. If you win the league, it's not for the teams like Juventus, PSG, Celtic. It's not. Look, yeah, yeah, we've got a title. Brilliant. It's it's sort of like yeah, okay, and they want. I think success I mean, has to be Champions League. Has to be. They have to win for it. Me, Sorry, mate, you keep cutting out. I didn't hear what you said there. Oh, I think it has to be a Champions League win. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, they have to win the Champions League. There's, there's no question. Getting to the final isn't good enough for them anymore. No, it's not. They've got one of the best teams in Europe, really. They have got one of the best teams in Europe. On, pay, so, on paper. You know, it's it, Sarri's it's, new it's, style of play, I think that's going to take some time to get used to. I mean, it showed... I mean, yeah, we didn't have so much pre-season, but... Mm. But with me, and I heard this on TalkSport the other day, and I kind of agree with it. I think Sarri is a stopgap for another manager. Guardiola. Yeah, yeah. it does. I, it I makes you wonder. That Guardiola will be it makes you think. Yeah. Can, I'm, I was thinking that. Because I, it just seems inevitable that he'll eventually. Well, Pep's come on in. his fourth season at City, and he doesn't stay. He didn't even. I don't think he stayed four seasons at Barcelona. And no, if, exactly. I wouldn't be shocked if Guardiola does join Juventus next season. Yeah, I wouldn't be at all. I, I do worry about Sarri as well at Juventus because I feel obviously he's not the best man. Manager. Yeah, he proved that. And Ronaldo, big, big ego. Is he going to be able to control him? Poss- mm. No, is he going to be able to get Ronaldo to believe in Sarri's philosophies? I, I mean, no. The odds really for know. the title, it's kind of almost pointless. Odds for the title, Juventus 5 to 11 on. 
And then mm. you're yeah. going to win it. Second favourite is actually, well, it's all th- these three teams we're talking about are actually the th- three favourites. That's fair. I don't think, I, I love AC Milan. I don't think they're going to get even close again. It's a shame. No, Inter not. second favourites are five to one. That, that shows it all, that, the difference. And then you've got Napoli at six to one. Well, in my notes, I actually wrote Juve first, Inter second, Napoli first. Yeah, you're agreeing with the bookers. I can't, I can't disagree. Yeah. I mean, it depends if, I mean, Inter Milan have still stuff to do, but it's all about the Champions League. Yeah. It's all about Champions yeah. League for me for Juventus to have a successful season. Juventus have to win more than just the league. So it's, well, favourites for the Champions League at the time of recording, 9-2, Manchester City. And then you've got Barcelona, mm-hmm. Liverpool, Real Madrid, PSG, then Juventus. I'm surprised they've put PSG ahead of Juventus, if I'm honest. I'm very because, surprised at that. Very surprised. Yeah, it's in my opinion, I don't think PSG are going to... They've got so much and, to do. To be honest, I'm surprised they've put Liverpool ahead of Juventus as well. <laughs> They're the champions, aren't they? When you're the holders. They are the champions. But on paper, Juventus' team looks probably the, one of the strongest. Juventus' team is, I won't lie, it looks incredible. I mean, the depth is ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, that, is what the, that is why they're going to walk the league again. I don't want them to. I would yeah, love to see a competition break out, an actual fight, for, an actual title race in Serie A. But we have to say, I mean, we'll keep up. We'll keep catching up with uh, the exes as we uh, go throughout of the season. Course. Not too often, but just enough where it's not, it's not creepy. You know, checking him. <laughs> no. So we'll move on to extra time. Well, it is that time already? So wow. for me, it's pretty much new segment within extra time. Games to watch. Football League season kicks off tonight at time recording with Luton versus Borough. Jonathan Woodgate's managing debut, managerial debut. I can't wait to watch that in the next 15 minutes. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You've got obviously Salford no, and Stevenage at lunchtime Saturday. Yeah. Forest West Brom at dinner time. I'm looking forward to that one. And Bristol yeah, and Leeds on game. Sunday and Huddersfield Derby on Monday. Now, as you know, I've already put which of those gets you hungry for the new league season. Uh, I just I just love the, the saying that you put to me. Which one gets exactly you hungry? Exactly the appetite for the game. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've just been looking forward to the Football League return, if I'm honest. It's like, it, you never know. You I, never yeah, know I, what's going to happen. I've missed it so much. Um, for me, Bristol City Leeds is is a very very strong game. Yeah, I mean, considering that I pick, predicted them both to come up, you could be in for a nice firework game. Yeah, I mean, that'd be very feisty. I believe it'll be open. You know, it has all the makings to be a great game. Still, but now that yeah, I've it could that, be nil nil. Huddersfield Derby people talking up with good reason. Forest West Brom as well. I mean, the Forest West Brom. I like to hope so, especially Slavin Bilic as well yeah. in the dugout. I have got a little note. Mm. I probably won't watch it. But you've got Atlanta, Atlanta United versus LA Galaxy. That that could be a nice little game this weekend. It's at ten o'clock. And it's also free for people. It's on Sky Sports Mix, which is always nice. Oh. The only problem is it's got no Zlatan. He's been he's got suspension for amount of booking. So it's like, eh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Zlatan makes LA. Yeah, it's, I'm all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. I mean, for my pick, it, it's it, I, I, I'll go stick with West Brom and Forest. Yeah, I'd say my picks would be That's... West Brom Forest, Leeds, Bristol yeah. City. So, I know you've got a question. Mm, I've got a question. It's a very good question. Yeah, let's it? fire it off. Right, so obviously Lampard and uh, Barkley wearing the number eight shirts for us. It got me thinking, who is the best ever number eight, not including Chelsea players? See, for me, it's going to be, you've got obviously the likes of Gerrard, Iniesta, Socrates. Yeah. For me, I'd probably go with 
Leon's free kick King Janino. You know, I, I, I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. You know, you've got so many to choose from, but I just loved everything he did. I do. I mean, there's. I also think maybe maybe Gattuso, but they're so different players. Yeah. You know, we can't have Lampard. Yeah, of you can't say yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably not going to cause. I mean, Iniesta, based on quality, Iniesta is better than Janino. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without you know. a doubt. Uh, For me, I did pick Iniesta. Totally so, fair to do. He's one of those players. He's one of those players that literally just made the game look so, so easy. And I just love those sort of players. The, the Hazard as well, well. like He makes the game look so easy. I just think, yeah, Messi, I just think of when like he was that. at uh, on the final game at the new camp and he sat there and he sort of took it in after the game and it was like I know people go oh how can you get emotional with football but you can sort of see it means so much to him yeah I mean Barcelona was yeah it's such a I can see when yeah he wants to play he wants to he wanted to he went to Japan but the the emotion the amount of memories he has at that club Mm, superb player like one of the all-time all-time great I mean he's another player that scored the winning goal that won Spain the World Cup He'll probably mm. be... He scored that goal against us as well that shouldn't have even put the champions in, in, into the Champions League final. End of. It was not... Yeah, that, that goal... That was, a, that was a bad... That was a bad semi-final. Let's no. Get, let's but, get on to that because I can start all Yeah, kind of Iniesta, he'll be even more appreciated when he retires, I think. Yeah, no... I, I mean, we've noticed totally as he come out of... When he left Barcelona, it left such a big hole. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean... Him and Xavi are so hard to oh, replace. Not just because of how they play, but because the leadership, you know, it's just a massive gap to fill in general, not just on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Messi might fill his role eventually. <laughs> just keep coming further. But he's, he's not so much a forward. He gets a bit further anyone, back. But... No one will fill Yeah, you can't. It's, it's, I mean, that would be a post-Messi Barcelona. It's going to be an interesting era like the post-Ronaldo-Real Madrid era. Well, a post-football era without Messi and Ronaldo is just going to be so weird. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I don't think... It's, again, them two. We, you, you fight Team Messi, Team Ronaldo, but when they've gone, it's going to be quite an interesting... Because the likes of Neymar, etc., they haven't they haven't really lit the world on fire yet. And Neymar's getting on. People not, don't realise. He's not like 23, he's 27, you know. People don't realise how lucky we are to have Ronaldo and Messi in the same generation, playing at the same time. Yeah, I could not agree more. I mean... We should stop comparing the two. Just enjoy them. Enjoy them exactly, for what they because are. one day yeah. we won't get that rivalry. We may never get that again. I don't I don't see any two players being at that level for It'd so long. It would be very again. unlikely. Mm. I could be wrong, but I doubt, doubt they'll get to that so, level. Yeah, that is, that is pretty much our episode nine. So we're, we're going into double digits next week with the kickoff. We'll be reviewing, obviously, the, the Munch and Gladbach game, but heavy focus will be on. Manchester United, Manchester United, huge game. Yeah. And obviously, Saturday mornings, it will be live. It will be much more easier to listen for people. They're listening. They won't be like, well, we've just had the game. You're previewing a game. What, what's going on? It just makes so much more sense. Just makes yeah. so much more sense. Yeah, it does. Exactly. So we will catch you next week. We will see you next Saturday. We will return next week where we will talk all things Chelsea. So until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at at the bridge pod. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time.